0: I mean, I evolved. I thought, man, I have failed, you know. But at that time, I thought, well, you know, this is my first go round. I had a lot of people tell me, you know, you, it may take a couple of attempts. A hundred is a different beast. It's very different. But, you know, the thing is, is I felt good. I, I was running well in all these hundreds, even through the 50 miles. So it was always something after that that seemed to break down.
1: Today's episode is with Amy Hamilton and I am 100% obsessed with this episode, you guys. It is so awesome because we have a sponsor that's a nutrition sponsor. And Amy's story is a lot about nutrition. So she DNF'd 400 milers, but she's a fantastic runner. She's qualified for Boston, Chicago, New York. She's run forever. She played college sports. This woman is an athlete. She was doing really good at 50 Ks, 50 miles, but why couldn't she finish a hundred miler? Got a coach and they were like, what are you eating? And she's like, not a lot. Have 250 calories an hour. And she comes in first place at Getty 100 in this past September. If this is like, my favorite epic story to share with all of my clients who are like, oh yeah, I think I have a grape every hour and I want to say you need to have more and it's a hard thing mentally and physically to eat that much, but if you give your body what it needs, you're gonna win a race. I mean, she won because she's very talented, but you are gonna improve so much because your body's like, oh yeah, I can do these things because you are giving me the fuel to do so. And I'm just obsessed with the fact that this happened to her, um, on such a huge scale and I'm so excited to see where she can go. And I think the reason I'm so excited is just because that message needs to get out there and we get to share it on this platform. So huge thanks to Amy. The sponsor is Knack Nutrition, which is a Canadian company that's making bars, waffles, protein powders, recovery powders from sustainable ingredients that also have high protein. But they're super easy to eat mid-race with the texture of the bars as well as the waffles. They are both a sugar and protein source, which is what we need to sustain ourselves for the really long stuff. And you guys get a discount, TRW for 15% off, TRW for 15% off at checkout. If you go to knackbar.com, that's N-A-A-K-B-A-R.com, Canada, U.S., doesn't matter. You can use that discount code. They will ship to you and they are just a really fun kind of startup community that's trying to do the right, right thing for the climate and I love that a lot. So huge thanks to Knackbar. The other sponsor for this episode is Gooder. Guys, it's Christmas. It's happening. We're in December. Get on your sunglasses. Gooder.com backslash TRW, discount code TRW15. Get yourself some sunglasses. They are so much fun. The colors are fantastic. The designs are fantastic. They make such a good gift. And you can throw them in your pack. You can use them for skiing. You can use them for tennis. They will make you want to get outside and go for a jog. You can get lighter frames so that if it's a little bit bright but kind of raining, you can wear them, which is what I do driving now. Um, I've never had one brand of so many different styles in my life, and Gooder is doing that to me. I am addicted. And I love it. I always get complimented, and my kid wants to wear them, and my husband wears them. So, gifts for the whole family, gooder.com, TRW15 is a really good discount on sunglasses that look amazing but already aren't expensive. Polarized, good time, fun. Get on that, you guys. Thank you for your suggestions of people to chat to. I've had so many come in. I'm having a lot of fun chatting with people who have crushed some fall races. Now that racing is back and seeing what's coming in the future. We have a couple more Spawn Cat spawn spon- podcast sponsors. Sponsors. Podcast guys, what's happening? Um I have a dog now. He gets in my way a lot. Anyways. If you think you have a race suggestion for me, tell me what it is. If you're looking for coaching for 2022, uh let me know. If it's not me, I probably have somebody that I can offer you too okay now i'm not making any sense find me on instagram hillsport 55 uh leave us a little rating and review if you haven't done that if you want a backlog of episodes patreon and that link is in my instagram as well and in the show notes thank you guys love you happy december i'm so stoked on christmas time here's amy I'm here today with Amy Hamilton, who is out in Virginia, who was recommended to me by, I think, three people on Instagram. So it always ends up being a good podcast when multiple people want to hear from you. So I'm stoked to hear your story, and welcome to the show,
0: Amy. Oh, thank you for having me.
1: Did you say you Mm -hmm. just recovered from a 100-miler with a 5K race? (laughs)
0: Yeah, a so month out, um, there was a local 5K that, that I was invited to come and do, and it was my first speed workout since the 100-miler. So <laughs> so I just, I, I warmed up, you know, I ran the 5K to warm up and then kind of saw what the legs could do uh, during the 5K race, and then, you know, I just had like a two-mile cool down, but I felt great. Um, I That's forgot great. how uncomfortable 5Ks can be. <laughs> its it is amazing, isn't it? Like, yes. You can yes. run
1: 100 miles and get into that, like, oh, I'm not comfortable, but that, like, red line pain in a 5K is an entirely different world.
0: Yes. But, you know, it, I think it's always enjoyable because. For a lot of those people, that might be the first, the furthest they've run or furthest they've raced. And there were a lot of little kids. Um, actually, my cool down was I headed back out on the course and ran with a little boy coming in. And so I think it's so neat to see all those different types of distances, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, in ultras, you know, we get comfortable setting into a to a rhythm, and you're not you're not comfortable at all in the 5k. <laughs> but it felt good. It felt good. And I mean, I I felt like I was able to hammer pretty well. So that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's
1: back up and talk about how you got into running and your athletic history. I actually, I get a lot of people who were not athletes growing up, but it looks like you were and at a fairly high level as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the sports you played growing up and how you got into
0: those. Okay. Um, Well, Funny story, I moved to Maryland when I started seventh grade um, from Arkansas. (laughs) So they never heard of field hockey or or lacrosse. And really, I picked up those sports. And I mean, I absolutely love them. Um, Obviously, you probably know lacrosse and field hockey are both pretty there. You have to have an endurance base for those sports. Um, And I just loved the intensity of those. So I continued on and played in college. Um, at a Division three school and really chose that size because they were going to allow me to play both. Um, you know, I had lots of different opportunities to just go and, and focus on lacrosse, but I really wanted to play both in college. So they were a huge, I mean, I you know, I went on to coach um, high, at the high school level and the college level after I graduated college. Um, that's how much I love them. <laughs> So it's really funny. My first running experience, um, I always ran, you know, just to keep in shape and for those sports. Um, But I did a half marathon my senior year of college between seasons. Um, You know, I had these girls that were a year ahead of me and they offered for me to go and do it. And Didn't really know much about racing or or really training to run, but I ran for those sports. I'm like, well, this will be a great way to, you know, prepare for the lacrosse season. So that was really my first race experience. Um, So that's, and as far as running, when I graduated and couldn't play field hockey and lacrosse anymore, I said, you know, I think I'm just going to train for a marathon. (laughs) And that's really, it all has, that's really started my running career. Um, That was in 2000. And I love to tell people this. I, I pulled a Hal Higdon plan off the computer, <laughs> you know, did the best I could with it. I ran a 4.08, four hours and eight minutes in my first marathon in 2000. Um, just didn't have much of, of any kind of clue about running and training. But that really was my first experience. And I was really determined to figure out how I could get better and And learn more. Um, And, you know, I went back in 2000, I guess, 11, and ran a 319, which qualified me for Boston and New York. And that's when I got pretty serious about the marathoning. But, you know, in between all those years, I just, I really would just pick different distances. I I love the half. Um, Obviously, I ran through all my pregnancies. So, you know, I'd jump in and start running you know, different distance races, just really for the fun of it, just trying to learn and and get better. Um, So that's kind of how I started my running journey. (laughs) There's a lot there, but I
1: think being well-rounded as a runner is so important to keep you excited about it as well. And yes, that's why I love like doing something really long and crazy in the summer for the trails. And then a 5k is totally appealing because it's something totally different, but it will make you better at those long distances as well. So.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's cool. That was kind of just a, it's funny also hearing you say they didn't know about field hockey and lacrosse because I'm in Canada and those are like just very standard common sports that everybody plays. So I'm like, yeah, of course, of course you did. And (laughs) I remember going to play hockey and wanting to play baseball as well at school in Minnesota. And, um, they made it sound like you could, but if you were on a team in Div 1 and then got there, suddenly there would be a lot of stigma, I think, if you were not at spring training to go play a different sport. So I respect yes. that decision you made to get to play all of them. I'm kind of jealous yes. of that because it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to make it young is. people choose one sport. It kind of makes me angry, actually. Yes, I agree. So one of your, your oldest kid is 19. Yeah. Um you said you ran through your pregnancies. Now I ran yes. through my pregnancy two years ago and got a lot of hate. So I'm wondering what kind of feedback you got from yeah. doctors, friends and family and the running community, uh, 19 years ago.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you, you do get a lot a lot of pushback, um, doctors they were pretty good um as far as supportive they knew that i ran and they said the biggest thing they said is as long as you can hold a conversation (laughs) while you're running you know they just didn't want me to push too hard um but i think as a woman and you know, as an athlete, you are very aware of your body. Um, So I, you know, you know what feels good and what doesn't, you know, obviously there were days that, especially as you get further along that it doesn't feel so great. But I mean, for me, that was such a constant and it, it felt good. And, you know, babies are resilient. Your body, your body is a, is an amazing thing. Um, And I I do think we need to talk about that stuff more. Um, We don't. And sometimes it is frowned upon, but I mean, literally, and I was probably running a couple weeks after having all my babies too. You know, I jumped right back into it. I think it helped me in labor. Um, You know, I had natural deliveries, had pretty easy deliveries, I think all that helps. So I always encourage women to, <laughs> to keep moving, you know, keep running. It
1: totally helps. If you, it's the same as if you were like, I'm going to sit on the couch to prepare, to run a marathon and then think I'm going to be able to do it and recover. Uh, yes. labor is like the biggest athletic event of your life or yes. physical event, maybe not <laughs> athletic because you have to be able to relax, which is the part right. I missed. Um, yeah. but yeah, if you want to go through that and then feel good again soon and be happy and attentive, not that you can't be if you don't, but I think it, it does help prepare you for that um, yes. that recovery period, basically.
0: Yes.
1: So you start running marathons and road races, and then it looks like you had an injury and then found the trails after that, which I think is actually a pretty common kind of timeline just because the healing that can take place on the softer ground and the varied surface seems to be uh pretty good so talk us through what happened how old you were when you had an injury what it was and then how you found the trails
0: Okay. Well, when I went back to really focus on qualifying for Boston, that was something that, you know, I wanted to really get nailed down that marathon. Um, and I went, I actually, I always tell people, it's so funny. A lot of people don't know it's harder to qualify for New York than it is Boston either. You know, the times are, are a little bit more difficult. Um, so I qualified for both and I ran Boston the year of the bombing. Um, and that was really my best marathon. That was a 2.57. And then, you know, New York, I was supposed to go when they had the whole flooding. So then I had to go back, which was fall of uh, 2013. I ran a 3.01 there. But in between those those races, I just had a lot of um, weird physical things happening, um, gut issues, and didn't really know the magnitude of it but in 2014 um, started dealing with a stress reaction in my foot um, weight gain, fatigue, um, just exhausted, not sleeping well a lot of autoimmune type things started to pop up um, to the point where you know I had so much belly distension I mean I looked pregnant. so and really I tried to run through it all at the time I was teaching group fitness classes and still doing strength training, but really just got to a point where, it, you know, I, I mean, I was sidelined. Um, you know, walking in the neighborhood felt worse than running a marathon. Um, so I did a ton of research, listening to podcasts, um, went to a lot of doctors that really they didn't know, you know, maybe you sh- it's chronic fatigue syndrome. You have three children. I'm like, but how could I have just done this marathon and now this is where I am. Like, what's wrong? Um, so I finally sought out a functional doctor and they did stool testing, urine testing, and I had contracted a parasitic infection. And it really, I mean, wrecked my guts. Uh, hormones were crashed and tanked, um, had tons of different overgrowth, candida, Um, and so really it was a mat, that thing just pretty much fed off me. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a blastocystis hominis is the name of it. Um, it's very common in female endurance athletes and it it usually, how it affects us is maybe a stress fracture. And because that it's, it's not necessarily that you're doing anything wrong, but it is, it is stealing your nutrients from your body. And so it's usually a water source or a food source. So who knows if it was the lake in the summer or, you know, I don't know. But, you know, our our systems, our immune systems are weakened when we're training like that. So that's kind of what they think is based on my timeline that had happened. And for whatever reason, you know, my system did not get rid of it. So um, lots of I had to do a cycle of um, antibiotics and just really was a mess. I did autoimmune protocol, you know, had to eat a pretty restricted diet, but it just took a long time for me to heal. And through all that, ended up fracturing a hip, torn labrum. So, um, you know, it was just, it was a really a process for me to heal. Um, and I always say, you know, it was a, it's hard because I've never been able to not run, <laughs> you know, or just not be active, but it was a time in my life that I think i really learned, you know, we talk a lot about faith, but faith is really putting trust in what you can't see, or you don't know what's going to happen. You know, I just wanted to be well for my kids. Um, so that was, a, that was a really difficult time for me. I didn't know if I would run again. So that kind of um, set me up for as I got back into running, because what I did do is I would go walk on the trails. Like that for me was huge, (laughs) you know, just to not even be in the neighborhood or on the roads, but just to go on the trails and walk. So as I got healthy, um, that's kind of how I started to get into the trail running. Um, I decided to kind of give those a go. And I just, I love the road. I, I still love to run fast, but the trails for me just gave me a huge just stillness, you know, unplugged quietness, they really helped heal me in in a lot of ways when I came back into running. Did you have any fear after,
1: like what I'm getting is that it, it might've just not healed and gotten worse because you,
0: you kind of got run down to the point where you couldn't get better. Is that true? Yeah, it definitely scared me. I mean, you know, again, as as an athlete and someone who has always been very aware of their body, you know, I was at a weight, um, <laughs> pretty much like at a, at a nine month pregnancy weight. I mean, so, you know, when you get back into running and, and you're running that much heavier, just everything feels different. Like it was very, very scary, you know. Um, and it was hard because you know, yeah, I didn't know if I would ever get back to normal, you know, would my body ever heal. But I think that's, that really showed me that it's sometimes it's not on our timeline. Sometimes it doesn't happen as fast as we want it to. Um, But really the gut is the central brain, I think, of our health. And how did you heal it? How did I heal it? as far as the well getting rid of the parasite you have to i did a 21 day regimen um of doxycycline which which kills the life cycle of the parasite and then you really have to kind of work at healing the gut so i had like a lot of leaky gut issues um where i couldn't process certain foods um so i did an autoimmune protocol and you know over time i mean it it heals, you know, but you just have to give it that love. You have to, (laughs) you know, it's not easy. I mean, I've never had to pull food groups or not eat this. And that was a time where I had to really just trust the process, you know? Um, but with time it did heal. I mean, now I, I just, I'm so resilient, you know, it's, um, but it is scary when you're going through it. And for me, I just wanted to get back to my activities. You know, that was really, really, that was a difficult thing. Um, the stress fracture, you know, I had to be on crutches, I think three months for that to heal. Um, and it was just a lot of patience. I never saw a chiropractor. I went to a chiropractor, which we did ART to heal that labrum because, you know, a lot of, Doctors want to just do surgery, (laughs) but I knew like if we went into that hip that I didn't really, it's, you don't know if it's going to be the same. So we did ART, I would run, we do ART, I'd take off a day, you know, it was a very slow process for me to put back to back runs together, but eventually I healed and um, it still took me a while. I would say to get back to like speeds that were, that I felt were normal for me or what I could do. Um, that definitely took time and patience, but I mean, I, I'm just every day that I can run, I'm so grateful, (laughs) you know, um, that's what I always tell people. Don't, you know, every run is not always good. Sometimes you have tough days or days you don't want to get out there, but I always think it's just a blessing. If you can go out and you can get out and run, um, because I, when you're sidelined and you can't, it's, it's it's hard. Yes. Absolutely the worst. So,
1: what about when you were starting to run again? How did you build up safely and trust that you weren't going to kind of go backwards into these things? I find stress fractures, especially as well as Mm -hmm. gut issues, because I've had some of those myself. um, Yes, they play a mental toll as well because you don't know if you are going to take one step back and like, or take one step forward and thirty steps back if you start to get into racing marathons again. So how did you navigate getting back into it?
0: Yeah, I think for a long time, I just, I didn't really focus on a race. I just tried to maintain just a very, just really build up mileage again, right? Because, I mean, I was looking at maybe three or four days a week, you know? So really just to gain back, okay, let's let's add another day and run five days a week. Uh, You know, I really couldn't even do, it was just a very slow process, you know? a long run didn't exist for a while. It was just really, okay, a base of, let's say, 40 miles, you know, it was, it was a very slow process, but I felt like that was a smart thing to do, you know, as, as I felt better and, and recovered better, I knew what I could kind of handle. Um, I also did strength training. I threw, I would do two or three days of, of some strength stuff, um, and that helped a lot too, but it, it is, it is scary. You kind of, it's just small baby steps, <laughs> you know? Um, but it's, I mean, I, I can't, it's hard to, it's, it's weird to sit where I am now because at that time I wasn't sure I would ever even be able to be competitive again. You know, you just don't know, <laughs> but and I feel very grateful, um, to have healed, but it it is a, it's a patience thing. Um, I mean, I'm sure you know that especially with the gut stuff, like it it doesn't come instantly.
1: Totally. What about like life stress? Can I ask
0: you, say you're a single mom. What
1: were your kids when you became a single mom and were you kind of dealing with all of these things at the same time?
0: Yeah. Well, I think my illness kind of helped prepare me, um, for the divorce because I am probably, I'm, I'm a very type A personality. And um, and that, I will say, you know, when when your gut is a mess, it does affect your mind. And I'm not really, I'm a very happy, you know, positive person. But during that time, I really fought like just depression, just, you know, frustration. Um, but I feel that it, it really did prepare me for what I was getting ready to go through. Um So, yeah, it was it was shortly after that that I did go through um, my divorce and I was still healing, um, you know, during my separation time and divorce. But um, just faith, (laughs) you know, I have a big faith and um, I just that's where I had to put my trust in. My kids were wonderful. You know, they have always they're a huge part of my inspiration and why I run. Um, and they've, they've always been supportive. So, but yes, I would say, you know, life stress. I think a lot of us don't realize, you know, I've, I've had athletes and people I train and, you know, they're, they think they're doing everything. I've done everything that you've prescribed and, you know, I'm eating well, but I always say your life load and your stress is huge and it affects us way more than we think it does. So I think that is such an important component to think about, you know, as an athlete. Um, and I do think that's why, you know, we have to find ways to, to bring ourselves up. You have to surround yourself around positive people that are going to encourage you because that, that can play a huge role in, in your training. I love that you said that. I don't think
1: anybody's brought up that point before because we talk often that like, yes, if you are training, especially for something like a hundred miler, your body gets to the point where it doesn't know the difference between mental stress and physical stress. It's just
0: stress on the
1: body, period. Yes. But the point you made of surrounding yourself with positive people, I think is so huge because you really do reflect the energy that's around you. And it is really easy to have that either really benefit you or bring you down without even really noticing. And it might be the age I met too, where people are realizing that you don't have to hold on to relationships that are not positive and all these things kind of tie together and and they're just kind of highlighted and running, I think sometimes.
0: Yes, absolutely. So you're
1: 50 miler, your first one mm-hmm. was not that long ago. It was 2017. So you've done yeah, a lot of things. Right. Yeah. I'm still new to the space, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Fantastic. So uh, yeah. tell us when you, you, you're coming back from your kind of health issues, going through all these life events, running in the trails. Yes. What was it? Was there a particular moment where you were like, I want to try to run really far out here in a race? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I chose that 50 mile as the first distance, but I did, you know, and that kind of was it. I think I just, I want to try something long, you know. Um, Yeah, so that, that was, and I'm telling you, that was like a, that's a tough first 50 miler. Um, I think it's over 9,000 feet of gain and 7,000 of loss. And it's, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a tough one. You know, I said, why did I pick this for my first one? (laughs) But it, you know, I, I mean, I, I was hooked after that one. I was hooked and it, you know, it went okay. I mean, um, I was doing really well and then the temperatures dropped, it rained, I got cold. I think I came in at 10 hours. Um. But I, I absolutely loved it. I love the trails. I love the atmosphere. I love the people. I I just, the ultra running world is so different from the road racing. Um, And I think I, you know, you can't really imagine it until you experience it. Um, So, and I think to trails, I am, you know, I am a big competitor. I am hugely competitive, but. There's something in trail races. You know, there was another girl that was having a bad day and uh, she wanted to pull. And I told her, I said, you're, you're going to finish this and we're going to finish this together. Um, and we ran, we held hands running in and, you know, I, her name's Maria and I met her and I have seen her at other races and we keep in touch now. And I think that to me is the joy of ultra racing. I, I, the people that I have met um, that have come into my world that aren't even, you know, local to me, like where I live now, but we still, we we have relationships and friendships. And um, that to me is just so special in the ultra world, for sure. It is pretty cool, isn't it?
1: And it's yeah. so, it, not that the running, road running community is bad in any sense, but no, it is so different. No.
0: It's, yes.
1: It's like, it just doesn't share that same sense of like, we're out in this strange universe together, struggling or something, something that brings people together. So. Yeah. What did, uh, what did your kids think when they would have been teenagers and you were like, Oh, I'm going to go run 50
0: miles. Oh, they, they think they're, they think it's crazy. They're like, they still, they have a hard time. Like they, they can't get over it, (laughs) but they love it, you know? And it's funny they ask every day, "How was your run today? What did you have today?" You know, as I have grown into this, they become more and more interested. Um, so I think that's been fun, you know. And I think too, they see all the hats that their mom wears. They know all mom's little jobs and everything she does, but they still see that that I have a passion and a discipline. And I think that is such an important thing for them to see that you know you can do whatever you set your mind to you can do it you know there's nothing magical about mommy you know she just works hard and she loves it yes
1: I love I love that I -hmm. I sometimes hear people say I don't want to have kids because I want to be able to do all these things and I'm like no that's such a false advertising you can (laughs) I can still be a human and have children it's really Mm -hmm. not that difficult Well, I mean, it can be difficult, but it is doable. So
0: So let me ask you, and like when mine were babies, I can't, I mean, years of night running. I mean, I I ran in the dark every morning. Like that's that. I mean, really, it was rare for me to run in the light. I think about that all the time now. I think I get spoiled because I get to run in the daylight. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of like cold,
1: (laughs) wet mornings, especially up here, but I am lucky in the fact that like if my kid goes to bed at 7 I can be asleep at 7 30 no problem yes so getting up yes. super early is just kind of a nice relaxing time and then your day feels so much better yes. and I do have a great support system so I know that I'm spoiled in that sense as well awesome. but yeah. lots of lunchtime runs and not every run has to be millions of hours right lots of get- no that's exactly minutes on the side yeah. of the road
0: or wherever I am that's right that's awesome but yeah, then- I always I, I love the early early mornings. I, I always said it's amazing when you can see the night sky, the stars, and the sunrise all in one run. <laughs> totally, my last race started at five
1: p.m., so you were kind of fast tracked oh, wow. into the whole night thing. It was pretty cool. Yes, yes. So after you run this fifty miles, you obviously mm-hmm. got the bug because things escalated mm-hmm. quite quickly. Um, mm-hmm. so give us a a recap of kind of how you got into the even longer stuff. Um, and then I want to get into how you started training and, and performing so well in them. Um,
0: well, I mean, I guess you just, for me, I love the challenge. I thought, okay, I, I did 50 miles, you know, why not try the 100? <laughs> um, so, you know, that's something I really wanted to do. Now, I will say I, I didn't really have a lot of knowledge with, the n-race fueling i just want to take a second to talk about our new sponsor i get into this one this is for our
1: american listeners but i do have to say that as i got to know more about this company and looked further into their website i did not want to pass up on this opportunity for you guys because i have a very good discount code we talk a lot about wellness and energy and fueling on this podcast and it really is impossible to overemphasize the importance of fueling our bodies with fresh delicious and nutrient-rich foods before hitting the trails some days this is easier said than done so simple feast is really on a mission to make things easier for your family and also to make the planet a better place they deliver a hundred percent organic locally sourced plant-based meals every week every meal is thoughtfully designed by chefs from Michelin starred background to balance maximum flavors and maximum health. They're ready in 20 minutes. It's not super expensive. You get three full meals starting at $98 a week and it's designed to be an entire feast, not just a one bowl meal that you reheat. That's roughly $33 a dinner for two at home with leftovers. Okay. The discount. So you're going to get $35 off your first box with promo code MORETRAILS. If you go to simplefeast.com and you can find more about them at simplefeast.com backslash us. But again, you are going to get three delicious meals in your first kit with $35 off. That's a whole dinner for two with leftovers free. At simplefeast.com by using the promo
0: code MORE TRAILS. Guys, you have to try this. Um, so I think I could get away with it in the 50s and the 50ks. But I attempted, you've probably seen, four hundreds. Um, the Yeti, I, I attempted last year as well. Um, that was one of them. But usually we had to pull around 75 miles. Um, the Yeti last year is 67 uh, I had to pull, and most of those were a fall, and then the whole body just shut down. I couldn't walk without pain, um, and I, I will never forget the first one was in Zion, and I, I mean, I bawled. I thought, man, I have failed, you know. But at that time, I thought, well, this is my first go round. I had a lot of people tell me, you know, it may take a couple attempts. The hundred is a different beast. It's very different. But you know, the thing is, is I felt. Good good. I, I was running well in all these hundreds, even through the 50 miles. So it was always something after that, that seemed to break down. Um, so last year I did JFK, um, after I kind of got back to things after the Yeti attempt. And it's funny, I, I kind of went on to, to look into coaches. Cause I said, there's, there's just gotta be something that I'm missing, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I have done this so many times, like, I, and I really, part of me thought maybe my body isn't meant to go a hundred miles. Maybe this, maybe that's just not the distance for me. So on the drive home, um, in the car from JFK last year, which I did well, I improved by 30 minutes, my time previously at that, at that course. Um, you know, I had my first phone call with Patrick Reagan, who is my coach now, um, And started working with him and he was like, I can't believe that you made it through all these (laughs) ultras with what, because he asked me kind of what my fueling was and I mean, Hillary, it's crazy. I would go in some of these races and not drink for the first two hours. I mean, I just, I didn't have a clue and I really wasn't a big fueler in the marathons either. Um, You know, I had some people say, well, you know, maybe at mile 16, take a, take a gel. But I just... I didn't, that is, that is something I, that's why I say you can always be, you can all, we're always students, right? You, we never can stop learning. Okay. Um, I felt, I mean, I was almost, you know, I, I just, I was in shock. I'm like, this is, this has got to be what I'm missing, you know? Okay, so, so let me just
1: recap this so, to make sure yeah. our listeners fully understand. So it looks okay. like 2018, I thought this was going to be part of your health issue, but it's, it's totally not. This is so interesting. So there's 400 miler attempts over the four years. Mm -hmm. Um, how many calories were you taking in, do you think before?
0: Well, I mean, I would have water and I would, I think tailwind at the time is what I had, but I didn't have any kind of, I would just kind of drink when I would get thirsty. Um, I loved fruit at aid stations. Like if it was, you know, warmer temps, but I mean, I really honestly couldn't even tell you because I had no idea, like, I mean, I I feel like I tried to get away with the bare minimum, you know, like I just, it wasn't in my wheelhouse that, that you just, you need to take in all these calories, you know? Um, I wouldn't even know what to guess. I can tell you, um, last year at the, it poured the rain at the Yeti. I mean, I didn't do a single gel during those 67 miles, not a single one. (laughs) I mean, it's comical, really, when you think about it. I thought, man, so I just, I'm really excited to race now knowing this, just even in a, even in a 50, you know, because when I reached out to him, so this whole past year, um, I did the, well, I actually went to the country mile because a lot of things were canceled and um, I had 100K that got canceled. So we use that to kind of simulate um 100k and it was a 24-hour race it was a whole weekend festival of running so a lot of people were trying to get 100 miles in but i went out to that farm and he said okay we're going to practice this is this is going to be like this we're going to do the 100k distance and you're going to you're going to go out there and you're going to pretend like you're going to race it um and that was the first time that I raced, you know, practicing the fueling. But what we did is, um, for every long run. So that's usually Sundays for me. I carry the nutrition and he told me 250 calories an hour. That's what I want you to focus on. Um, it with 16 ounces of fluid, you know, give or take, if it's cold, obviously you got to add in the, the gels. Um, So I practiced that. And I will say the first two long runs, I was like, man, I I don't know how I can do this. My stomach, (laughs) you know, but once I practiced it, I mean, it just became rhythmic for me. And that day, I think it was right around nine hours that I did that 100K. I felt amazing. And I could feel it in my, just everything, my system, my legs, you know, my ability to push, um. So that's when I knew, okay, okay, I can I can do these distances, right? Like I mean, that's a, it's 100k and you know, that was obviously to set me up for the this fall 100. Um, and then I did the the damn Yeti 50k in June. Um, which obviously is more like a marathon. I mean, you kind of hammer, you know. That was the next race that I used the fuel. And again, like I walked away feeling like I didn't feel tanked at the end. You know, that's, I think that's the biggest thing I noticed too in long runs. And I'm, I'm sure you, have you've had those moments. I would go out and I could go out and do three hour long runs, but you know, as I'd get into that last hour, I just kind of started to feel like I didn't have it. I think that's, what's been the biggest eye opener to me um, is that. You know, the, when I fuel on these long runs, I feel like I can get a rhythm. I could go forever, you know, and I guess that's setting you up for that race. Like you're, you're giving your body what it needs. It's my um, yeah,
1: <laughs> I just am so excited for every single one of my athletes to hear this because I'm always like, you have to eat, you have to eat, you have to eat. And you I think a lot of people actually get into running because they want to either lose weight or they have some sort of fear around food and 250 yes. calories an hour is a lot. And for some people, it's, yes, training their stomach, but it's training their mind as well. So I just want everybody to hear this.
0: Especially an M,
1: And then you go to Yeti 100 Mile and come in first place because you're eating food. (laughs) (laughs) It's so amazing. Yes. Um,
0: It really is. And I think (laughs) when you give your body what it needs, it's going to fine tune and let go. You know, I think for, especially for women, this is such a topic. Like they yes. think we need to scrape. Well, your body's eventually going to go into, well, we better hang on because you're not giving us anything, Yes. you know? Um, and I talked about this on, on another podcast, you know, I'm in a perimenopause thing. I have, this happened a year ago where I've never had low iron as a female, as an athlete, my whole life. But, you know, I had all this like just bleeding and, all that to find out, it's it's not even a period. I don't ovulate anymore. It's just this dysfunctional bleeding because my uterus is twice as thick as it should be. But I'm like, everything else says menopausal and my numbers and everything. So, you know, I have an amazing doctor who we're doing a very low dose um, of hormones to kind of just help with that whole bleeding, um, get it under control. But you know, that's a perfect example. I think women think as we get older, like, it's over. No, it's not. You know, I still weigh what I did 20 years ago, and I'm stronger now than I was 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, you we have to take care of ourselves, and we have to be aware. You know, we have to work around those things. But as women, you have got to feed it what it needs. You have to, especially in those times, you know. Um, we have to be aware of, of, you know, menstrual cycles and we need more love. We need more fueling. You know, it's, it's really, really important. And I don't, I don't think we talk about it enough. We don't. I just had Annetta on as well, mm-hmm. who
1: I don't know if you know her. Um, she was like, we never talk about perimenopause, And she goes out and like wins 200 mile races. She's an absolute beast. Yeah. And she is about the same age as you and going through that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, It's like they set you up to what it's going to be like when you're pregnant and what it's going to be like when you um, get your period the first time, but no one talks about this time in your life. So it's such like a, well, figure it out. Or maybe you're just stressed because you have kids. Like that's not the answer.
0: No, no.
1: Going back to what you said, where your body kind of panics. I've also had a lot of people reach out and say, I don't know what's happening. I'm running 100 kilometers a week and I'm only eating 1500 calories why do I have 10 pounds around my middle and I'm just like how is this still the message that you are getting that that's the right action to take I'm like your body is literally panicking because you're eating half of what you should like actually half
0: absolutely it's a
1: it's a sad thing and yet it doesn't I'm glad more people are talking about it um but at the same time I have a lot of people that played college sports that are still like recently, um, still kind of getting that pressure from whether they're running or swimming or playing any sort of endurance sport, Yes. still getting that pressure from coaches, either being weighed in or being told they need to be smaller. Um, have you found that with people that you coached in those sports, that that was anything that you had to deal with or try to change that mindset?
0: Yes. I mean, even, even at the division three level, I coached and I had girls that really struggled with that, you know, some that, you know, I had to contact parents because, you know, I don't, it's, it's really sad. I mean, not that I put that pressure on them, you know, I'm the, I'm the perfect example. I mean, I had, I've had people tell me all the time, like, you don't look like a runner, (laughs) you know, because I'm very short and I'm, I'm not that twig, skinny, I mean, what most people look at, you know, but, but I'm, but I'm strong. And, you know, I will say when I tried to really do well at the marathon, you know, I will, being a type A, I became very like, oh, maybe I should pull bread or maybe I should try not eating this, or, you know, maybe it's too much fat, but, you know, my health ordeal taught me so much. And I, you know, we need good fats for our hormones. I mean, for a lot of women, that is what they're struggling with. Um, and we need, and really, if your gut is healthy, you should be able to eat everything and anything in moderation, right? You know, I definitely build, um, carbs around like big workouts. Um, I focus on nutrient dense food. I think that's important, but, my goodness, you know, we have to enjoy life too. And, you know, ice cream on the weekends isn't going to kill you either. Like sometimes your body needs that variety. Um, And it is, I I hate that it's such a, that still I hear it from, I mean, I have people that I just have done personal training that they think that's what, that's the first thing they need to do is cut their calories in half. And I'm like, no, you know, it's, it's sad. It really is sad. Yeah. You don't have to cut your calories in half and no.
1: you also don't have to worry if you eat that ice cream. Cause yes, if you get yourself into a full frenzy, yes. your body isn't going to digest that food.
0: Yeah. The and stress, stress. Yeah. the stress of is. pulling things out is just as bad as <laughs> the not eating, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, we could go down a whole rabbit hole with this conversation. I'm, I'm sure as many women can, but I'm just so glad right. people like you are out there. Um, kind of spreading this message and being such a positive person in the community. And that's actually, so people didn't write to me and say, have Amy on the show because she's such a fantastic runner. They said, have Amy on the show because she won the race, but was the most positive uplifting person that I ran with in that race. Um, And that's such a cool thing, right? So during, you say you're super competitive. um, Yes. How do you find that balance to stay positive and stay competitive um, during Yeti? And at the same time, having it be like the first 100 miler that you finished, were you
0: surprised Mm -hmm. that you were in the lead and going to win? I mean, it did kind of surprise me a bit. Uh, You know, I kind of had a goal between 16 and 17 hours. Um, I think probably to, um, as I've gotten older and we get wiser, right, um, yes, I am competitive, but I feel like too, I, you, I trained for Amy's race. Like I know what Amy can do that day. And that's what I had to focus on. Not necessarily like where I'm going to finish or, you know, obviously when you see where you are in the pack, you want to, you want to maintain or you want to be competitive, but I don't think that's my ultimate goal. And I, I think that was overwhelming to me. Um, because I think part of my joy in running is I want to be a light for others. I want people to see that, that I, like I said, there isn't anything magical about me. I'm a normal <laughs> woman who loves to run. And I believe that anybody can do anything they put their mind to. Um, and it's, you know, in the Yeti where it's an out and back, it, it does get lonely. You know, it got kind of quiet out there. So it was so fun to turn around and, you know, high five everyone and and wish them well on their day. And I mean, they're out there doing something amazing too, right? I think that's, that's what's special to me in these ultras. Um, and I really, I appreciate so many people were so kind about that. But I guess for me, that's that's who I am. You know what I mean? I love to see people do things that they thought they couldn't do, or I love to see people just having a great day out. I mean, I think that's what we need in this world. We need more kindness. Um, so, and I've had, I've had runs where things aren't going great, but I think you have to keep a positive mindset. You know what? I'm blessed that I can be out there. There's people that can't do that. They don't have that ability. They don't have that choice. So, um, yeah. It, it made it really special. And it's just, it's weird. Cause I don't see myself as like, you know, sometimes you do, you think these elites are untouchable. Um, but I will say in the, in the ultra space, there is a difference there. You know, there are some that I reach out to and ask questions and that's how you learn. And, um, so yeah, it made it special.
1: <laughs> that's good. I love it. You can still hear how much fun you had kind of yeah. I think that's the cool thing about it too yeah so you finally reach your goal it goes
0: really well mm-hmm. uh what do you want to do
1: next <laughs> It's
0: a big question oh well i put in my ticket for the lottery you know i mean obviously i think it would be awesome to do western states but i that's really just that's not my focus you know what i mean it could take years right if it it works out great um i do have jfk 50 and really i wanted to see how i recovered I, i think because um you know obviously i had signed up for jfk and and you know, but I, I'm, I'm really excited to see how I do. I feel great. I had, you know, I've had a couple quality speed workouts. I did 22 miles last Sunday. I've got 25 this weekend. Um, and I feel back, I feel great. I feel like recovery went well, but I was really interested to see like, okay, like this is, how is this going to go? <laughs> you know, am I going to feel, but I'm like, I can't wait to go and do JFK. I'm excited about that. Um, And I would love to improve, you know, I guess we'll have to see, I mean, you never know what that day brings, but, um, I'm trying to decide this next year, if I, if I'm going to try to do one or two hundreds, um, you know, my coach is definitely supportive and believes that I could do two if that's what I wanted to do. But now I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what looks good, maybe like a spring hundred. I really think I want to do Brazos Bend hundred in Texas and that's in December. So that's a definite for, for not this December, but next year. Um, well, my suggestion yeah, is just, to come up to the Pacific Northwest and try a completely opposite of Yeti rugged mountain
1: yes.
0: trudge and see yeah. how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, you know, I really think the 100, I really would just love to see, I love the 50 distance, I like, I think the 100K is fun too, um, I'm on the wait crazy. list for Black Canyon, so, nice. Um, you know, I'll see where I am with that once I get through JFK, uh, I think that would, I really thought that one looked fun to do, you know, it's definitely more technical, um, but it's in Arizona, it's fun to race in Arizona, <laughs> <laughs> so, um so we'll see, you know, i just take it race by race. Totally. And the world is your oyster, so
1: that's exciting. And hundred miler's like doing them is training for the next one at the same time. Absolutely it's just that base, right? So you're kind yes. of Now that you've got it sorted with how much to eat, you're
0: Yeah. You're in. Uh, that's right. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for taking the time on a Friday to chat with me. People are going to be so inspired. By this as well. I just, I'm loving the determination to figure out, like knowing that you were capable and that that wasn't what the issue was. Mm -hmm. Um, So, this is just such a cool story. If our listeners want to find more of you, is there uh, an Instagram, a blog, anything that they can read? Yeah.
0: I mean, I think you've, do you have my Instagram? Yes. It's, yeah, AC Rafalski Yeah. Um, And and I will link to that in the show notes. Um, Last question
1: going back to our topic of food post yeti 100 what was the meal you were most excited to have you're gonna laugh
0: probably (laughs) i just wanted like breakfast food eggs bacon
1: (laughs) (laughs) no that one i get because there's like a salty like satisfaction to that
0: absolutely yes i I even I even went back out there the next morning after the race. I couldn't sleep that night. I don't I don't know if you've had yeah. No, but I I even told Jason, I said, Does anybody brought you breakfast? He's like, I can't eat till this thing's over. (laughs) 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 So it'll make me sleepy. But that's all I could think about is food, you know? But yeah, that was fun too, going back out there uh the next morning. That was pretty special to see people finishing at twenty six hours. I mean it's amazing, isn't it? it to, that is, that It is inspiring to me. Yeah, that was really cool.
1: That was one thing I found too. I went back to the end um, or ours was an out and back, sorry. And seeing some people and knowing like it was going to take them the cutoff because it was a really technical, like 15,000 feet for a hundred K. Seeing some people on the last kind of time on the out and back, knowing that this was going to take the full 24 hours for them and just like the mental strength to cover that distance in that time and like sometimes I find if it's really technical and you're going uphill being like oh my god I've been at this same mile for half an hour to have Um, to kind of feel that the whole time and still keep moving and staying positive like that's a whole different feat as well and it's just it's so fun yeah yeah Well, thank you again and best of luck on your future endeavors. I'm excited to follow along on Instagram and see what they are and um, yeah, have a great rest of your day.
0: Okay. Thank you.